Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Oh, Drop the Subject is underway. There are many subjects to be discussed. We have quite a show lined up for you. I am Allie Johnson, of course, joined by Jarrett Hill. How the hell are you, my friend? I'm delightful. (laughs) I believe you. I feel like we both had like the busiest weekends, and I feel like... A lot of people out there have like a full weekend and then Monday gets here and you're like, oh my God, is it already Monday? Like, My weekends lately have just felt like a bunch more weekdays. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes. um, but I mean, we've both got a lot of other stuff going on. You actually, I would beg to differ. You had a relaxing weekend. You had a, you put the man in Manny Petty. Let's be clear. I had a, a relaxing hour and a half. Okay. All right. <laughs> Not necessarily a relaxing weekend. Point taken. Um, yeah. No, I, the the folks over at uh, this um, nail place called Hammer and Nails, it's a, it's a, nail salon and also they have a barbershop in there that is geared toward men so it's like they want men to come in it's called hammer and nails hammer and nails (laughs) um but like you go in and like they've got like these plush like leather chairs with tvs and headphones and like you get a drink and it's like you want bourbon or whiskey or like a whatever and beer and all that kind of stuff um and it's just like very chill and i will tell you that like i've had it in my life i've maybe had maybe 10 pedicures might be overcounting. Um, and so Hammer and Nails was the first time I'd ever, I'd gone to this place uh, maybe like a year ago and it was the first time I ever had a pedicure, a pedicure, a pedicure. A pedicure. <laughs> that's like, that sounds like the opposite of relaxing. Exactly, a pedicure, yeah. no. That I had a pedicure and like I never like winced or like jumped because my feet are super sensitive and it was interesting because I didn't even think about this until the pedicurist was telling me. She was like, uh, do you ever wear sandals or are you always like in a shoe? And I'm like, oh, I'm always in a sneaker and she was like, well, that's why your feet are so sensitive. And I was right. Like, really? That's so interesting. She was like, you don't you don't have like exposure to the ground and stuff like that. So like it makes your feet really sensitive. And I went and I had a pedicure and a manicure and a drink. And uh, it was great. It was really, really cool. And now, okay, did you get you got a full mani pedi? Mm-hmm. Did you get gel? No, no. I always get the buff because the buff I feel like lasts longer. So you don't just have like any color your on your nails. No, I don't have any color. But like I, I, I'm not, I'm not a color nail kind of person. Me neither. But I'm like a clear or a buff kind of person. And so they, they have like a, a brand new location that just opened up, and I'll, um, I'll shoot out the link to it. But it was really, really cool, and I had a great time. Um, and then after that, I had a screening to go to. Per, you know me; it's always like a screening or a panel that I of course, <laughs> to yes. either moderate or attend. S and P screens exactly. and panels. That's your weekend. Every and, and then, uh, so I, Ava DuVernay hosted us all this weekend at uh, the Array Creative Campus, which is like this campus that's here in Los Angeles that she's created for people to come and have. There's like a writer's room and there's editing suites and there's, you know, all kinds of spaces for creatives to be able to be creatives. And so she hosted uh, this screening of a new film coming out called uh, Don't Let Go. Yeah, you were telling me about this is a scary movie, which made well, which excited me. It's scary. It's like it's more like thrillery, and like it's uh, it stars David Oyelowo, who people will know. Uh, he played Martin Luther King in, in uh, Selma, uh, which was an Ava DuVernay film. Um, and then Storm Reid, you probably know most recently from When They See Us, and also from um, uh, A Wrinkle in Time. And so she plays his niece, and she's like murdered, right? And so she. Uh, like a week after her death. So it's a cameo. <laughs> right, it's, it's a sweetheart movie. Um, like a week after she passes away, she call her. She calls him on the phone, and he like sees her face pop up, and he's like, "What? Why is a dead person calling me?" Exactly, and she's calling him from a week before. And she's like in the past and like she doesn't know that she's going to die. So like the whole movie is him trying to work with her to stop the murder from happening. It's so good. It was so good. It's like uh, Inception. 
Uh, or like kind Interstellar, of, kind yeah, of, more like your time jumping. Playing with time and like, yeah, it was so good. And like the like, So when does it come out? It comes out August 30th. It'll be in theaters. Okay, I want to see. Yeah, it's so good. And like, I remember, <laughs> it's one of those movies where for me, like I will like be sitting back in my seat. And then, like, I'll be like sitting forward with my like elbows on my thigh, like. And you don't oh realize that you're slowly leaning yes, in. Yes, it was so good. And then David Oyelowo is there in the theater, and like Maya Rudolph was there watching with us, and Nisi Nash is there, and like, and Ava DuVernay is there, and like, there's like all these people there watching, and like, we're all like so like wrapped up in it, and the, it was just it was so good. Okay, so. so when you're in a theater, when you're in a screen, like you're in a movie theater with a bunch of famous people, who's the most annoying in the room? Is there anyone who's extra crunchy? with their popcorn? Is there anybody who is like <laughs> so, on their phone answering phone calls during the movie? So I wasn't expecting to be sitting next to Niecy Nash. If you guys know Niecy Nash, she most famous, uh, I guess, from Reno 911. She did a show uh, right now that's called uh, Claws. She's been on a bunch of different shows. Um, she's always working. Um, and she was like sitting one seat over for me and between us was a mutual friend of ours named Kalei uh, Stewart. And so like Niecy, like the first 10 minutes of the movie is like talking full voice. <laughs> in, the, in the movie and I'm like cracking up because she's like uh-uh I don't like that storm is out that time of night uh-uh I don't like where this is going but then that can be really fun it was, if you're it was all on fun, board with right. it exactly it's like a room full of like people of color like we're used to that and so like we're having fun and like and then like the movie starts getting intense like because and and they had a panel after the after the the film was over with David Oyelowo and the, the creator and one, another cast member and like like the the story moves very quickly. Like it, they jump right into it um, without giving anything away. And so, like by the time like you know the big things start happening, we're all like captivated. Like, oh my gosh, what's happening? So then it actually got quiet. Well, no, because then it's like Nisi and Kalei and sometimes me being like, oh my god, this is too much. Oh my god, who is that? What's happening right now? I don't right. Understand. And like it was it was so fun. We had a great time. Um, I think people are gonna love. Don't let go. And, um, and all with freshly manicured nails. With freshly manicured nails, thanks to the friend, our friends over at uh, Hammer and Nails. But yeah, um, it's a very cool place. I think they have like three or four different locations. I want to say this one just opened up in Echo Park. So are women allowed if I wanted yes, to go? Yes, absolutely. Because, I, because you're saying leather chairs and whiskey. That sounds, that sounds very great you. for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so yes. I would like to, and I would like to talk about my sensitive feet. Well, are Usually your feet really sensitive? Usually when I go, they're just like... To give me a really, really rough massage that kind of hurts. Are you? Are your feet really sensitive? Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they're more sensitive compared to other people's. I'm a very sensitive person. I'm I don't f- really wear uh, <laughs> sandals very often because my feet are hideous. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it sounds like you need more pedicures. I think I just need new feet. Well, you could do that. The, the <laughs> transplant. Uh, people always ask me if I could a have transplant? the transplant. People, whenever people say like, oh, I feel like maybe this is a very LA thing, but they're like, if you could have any plastic surgery, what would you have? If you could have anyone's fate, <laughs> right. whose fate would you have? Well, I always say like, if I could have any like body modification surgery, I would have smaller feet because I have I wear a size 14 and I would love to be a 12 just so I could buy, I could not have the stress of shoe shopping because going to shoe shop means me going in most times and saying like what do you have in a 14 i see and they bring out two pairs of shoes and they both so it would just make your life a little easier that's actually not i mean that that's a that's a good that that's the one that you would change because that's just about making your life more convenient yeah it's not just like i want to change my whole face or something like that you just want to make your life a little easier when it comes to shoe shopping i'm hoping that the black don't crack thing really uh, is true for me and that like i I can hold on to this youth as much as i can Um, but yes, uh, Hammer and Nails was a really fun time, and like it was, it was nice and relaxing and like quiet. And you can 
can watch TV and you ha- everyone has their own TVs and it was great. It was really great. So thanks to the folks at Hammer and Nails for having dude me. Dude Pids. I'm down. Dude I want to do a one. A Manny Petty for dudes. We got a lot coming up left on the show. Um, we've got a whole lot going on. We've got littered with guests. Yes, we've got Griffin Matthews from Dear White People that's going to be joining us to talk to about talk to us about the new season. We have Matthew Craffy, who is the president of the Log Cabin of California um, Republicans, basically the gay Republicans uh, here in California. And then we've got our guest that's going to be on a little bit later, Christine, who we are giving the uh, Olive Garden uh, pasta pass. It, yeah, pasta pass. We're going to so, talk to her, and then when the pasta pass arrives, we're going to have her in studio, yeah, I believe. So yes. that'll be exciting to see. All that and more coming up on Drop the Subject with Jarrett Nally on the new channel Q on your radio on radio.com. Did you hear my voice do the thing? Oh, yes, I did. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Lots to come on Drop the Subject today. The Monday Munch Report. Of course, our regularly scheduled news that are lose it. Griffin, Ma- Griffin Matthews from Dear White People. And much, much more. Matthew Craffy from the Log Cabin Republicans. They've Our boss passed us a link saying that they are now endorsing Donald Trump. So we have a lot to go over there. You also have a story that I really want you to get into so I can enjoy my breakfast burrito. Um <laughs> <laughs> that I was like, you know what? Maybe we don't have time for this. It's okay. We can move on. And yeah, everybody in the room was like, no, 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 no. no, no. no. We're we gonna, have plenty of time. We're going to push things back so that you can tell the story about what happened to you over the weekend. So it better be good. No no, pun in, no uh, pressure here. Okay. Well, I, I, I apologize in advance if this story sucks. But I did get pulled over this weekend because I, you know, I'm, I'm not a very good driver. I'm definitely, even when I saw the lights behind me, I was like, hey, you know, been a while. Yikes. <laughs> I'm, I was like, I've gone like a year and a half. This is pretty good. My anxiety level already goes on a scale of one to 10 to like 46 so, um, at this point. My, my uh, stomach did not drop like it usually does. And I, because the, the way that I got pulled over was dumb anyway. I It was about 1130 on Friday night. I was parked on the curb and I had to take off in the other direction. I had to make a U-turn. So what did I do? There were no cars coming. So I just, from the curb, made a U-turn onto the other side of the road. She pulled me over for that. And I say she because she was a very, very attractive blonde female cop. And that definitely made me trip over my words immediately, which I think raised more alarm bells for her. Of course it did. So I soon, like as soon as I pull, as soon as I made that U-turn, she made a U-turn and put her lights on. I was like, ah. Pull it over, Lesbo. And I was having a great evening. So I, that's, I guess the reason why I wasn't like, oh my God, everything's so horrible. Why do I get pulled over? Why did I do that? Like, I was like, you know what? I've had a great day and I've gone a year and a half without getting pulled over. (laughs) So, you know what? I'm just going to take this. Thank you, universe. I've accepted this. I I had already accepted it when I rolled down my window and she walked up to the vehicle. Also, my wife was in the passenger seat. Okay. She said, she came up and she goes, hey, you know, I pulled you over. And I was like, yeah, I I made a U-turn and I wasn't, that was an illegal U-turn. She was like, yep, that's correct. Will you give me your license and registration and proof of insurance? Katie hands me, she goes into the glove box and hands me the entire 
owner's manual for my car, my vehicle. So nice. then I'm, and if there's like 70,000 pieces of paper in there, including any single time I've gotten an oil change, any time I've gotten new tires, all that crap I just throw in the glove box. Right. So I'm going through every single piece of paper going, I have my registration somewhere and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, do you own this vehicle? And I'm saying yes. And No, I stole it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's stolen. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Sorry. I forgot to mention that. So then she, uh, she says, it, it, uh, she looks at my license and she's like, is this your current address? I'm going, no, it's not. That's another thing I've gotten a ticket for in the past is that my ma- my current address did not match the, the driver's license. So I'm going, great, now I'm going to have a fix-it ticket on top of the other ticket. So I lied and I said, Wait, yes, I... Wait, you didn't I- get a ticket for not having the right address on your driver's license? Oh, yeah, fix-it oh, ticket. Jesus. Because you have to go into the DMV physically right. to say, I li- now live at a new address, give me a, a, a different license and I would rather get a fix-it ticket than go to the DMV DMV for anything for anything at all okay Uh, so anyway she says hey have you gone to the DMV to register this and I was like yep of course I have and she was like do you have the pink slip that's that says that you have a new address I was like oh shoot no I left that at home she was like okay well you know what just make sure you always carry it with you I was like okay great and she was like where are you coming from today And I was like, or she was like, where are you headed? And I was like, I'm headed home. And she was like, where are you coming from? And then Katie chimes in and goes, we just went to a goddess moon circle. No, she didn't. So, she, we we're literally walking out of Goddess Moon Circle. Oh we had such. God. That's why I was in such a good mood me. because I was in such a great. I, we had. You a great, never give an answer that is going to require a follow up. <laughs> like so, we're coming from Goddess Moon Circle. I'm sorry, ma'am. What was that? Step out of the vehicle, please. Just like so right. we're coming you. from our cult group. <laughs> you never, Katie. Come uh, on. Uh, we're just coming from a people's temple meeting. Jesus Louisa. So, but she goes, oh, well, how was that? And I was like, it was really, really fun. It was so awesome. And then Katie was like, yeah, this is kind of a crappy end to it, but it was a really great evening. And so she gets all of our information and she lets us go. Because oh. of God, because Goddess Moon Circle ended up being a talking point, and the weird cult that I'm in has somehow gotten me out of this ticket, and I wa- I ran, drove away scot free. So I don't know if it was the the cultiness is working because I'm manifesting all of this wonderful this stuff, is, this is, putting it on my vision board and crap. Allie, and now you, life is going better for me. You have stories all the time that I tell you are pretty white woman. Yeah. This is peak white woman, white womaning a white woman. It really is. I because me getting a white pulled woman over, would look at that and be like, that's the most white woman thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, because me as a black man yeah. getting pulled over by the police, terror. Like horrified. The idea that she heard Goddess Moon Circle, tell me yeah. more. Even if I, you had said Goddess Moon Circle. She'd have been like, I don't I don't believe that. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of the vehicle. Oh and I've been God. like, oh my gosh. Well, um, well I'm glad so that the cult is doing you well. I, it is. And so I, I hope that you don't regret too much that, that you asked for this. You asked me to tell this story. I finished I my burrito, it. so I'm pretty Be- happy. I got like one more bite left. So. Blonde white woman got me out of a ticket. Lord. Let me off. The Monday Munch Report's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett. You and I had very different weekends, <laughs> which we've learned. But you know what we both had in common this weekend? We both ate. 
Actually, I didn't eat at all in you the last did. three days. <laughs> just did. no food. No wonder. Nothing. <laughs> yep. You're very calm and collected. Yeah, that's for why I needed that eating. burrito last segment. Like that's I haven't eaten in three days. Yeah, you only eat. That's I mean, that's a diet <laughs> fad if I've ever heard one. I only weekday eat while eating? yeah uh, during the weekdays while on I'm weekends, on the air. I'm fasting. Yeah, the on the air diet. Yeah. It's really hot right Even now. Even as soon as we go to commercial break, I can't eat. I can only eat on the air. Exactly. No, I think that should be a diet because it really <laughs> narrows down. It's like intermittent fasting, but really condensed. Yeah, but only during work hours. On Fridays, it's really rough when we have the short shows. <laughs> so, yeah. You're just binging for two <laughs> exactly hours. Right. All right, the Monday Munch Report. Here we go. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll have that. Yas, 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 yas. What are you doing? I'm blotting the grease. It's the best part. Let me see that. Jared, what was the best thing you ate this weekend? Wait, before we do that, what is the yas, yas, yas thing from? It's from Broad City. Oh, is she like eating? No, I Something? just think that it's great. I think it's always oh, a good audition I, I to anything, it. especially because it's a gay radio station. I just feel like gotcha. I need to add it into every intro. Gotcha. Okay. I just was like, am I missing something with that? I think gotcha. also that's my mentality when I eat lots of foods that I like. Yes, 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 yes. yes, gotcha. yes. Um, so this weekend, I told you guys I went to the screening. And so Char has talked about this, and Char and I have this in common. Like, I love a small bites event. Where Light there's bites, like, sir. exactly. Yeah. Um, went to the screening and was like, eh, these small bites aren't really doing it for me. It's like a cheese platter and like some different stuff. And I was like, kind of underwhelmed by this. Well, so, you can only eat cheese for so long. And no offense against you, cheese. I love you. And, and I will eat cheese and meats and cheeses as much as possible. Yeah. But when that's the only option, I'm like, all right, I guess I'll just go back to the brie. Yeah, so go back to the brie. Mind you, I did murder a cheese plate at <laughs> uh, a brunch a couple weeks ago. But anyway, so then uh, Sunday, though, I like there's like this new tradition with my friend Michael. We will go like for breakfast on Sunday mornings. And so there's this place really close to where I live, and it's called The Serving Spoon. And it's like this very mom and poppy kind of place. But, like, it's always packed, and it's only open until 3. It's, like, one of those places that they, like, really focus on breakfast. And so we did that, and it's funny because, like, we have our favorite server. Her name's Erica. She's fantastic. Like, love Erica. I love going to a place enough times where the servers know you and you yeah. feel like you have a rapport. Exactly. So um, I, uh, I kind of get, like, the same thing-ish, and, like, this time... Michael and I were like, oh, let's grab, let's get waffles. And like, so we were like, oh, how's the waffle? And Erica was like, mm. yeah. And I was like, you trust wait, her. are you, are you saying no on the waffle? And she was like, I mean, <clears throat> it's really popular. Everyone seems to love it. It's really it. popular is a way of them sidestepping and not yeah. really answering. Well, but she like, said, what are these two appetizers said, do you like? And they're always like, well, this one's really popular. She said, I, but I don't really like it. She's like, it's really popular, but I don't really like it. And she's like, but you know what you should do? You know what you should do? You get the waffle. If you don't like it, we'll just swap it out. And I was like, Erica, you're a dream. Wow. So she gets she gives us the waffle. The waffle comes. And? Mm, it's, it's okay, right? How can you F up a waffle? Well, it's, it wasn't F'd up. It just wasn't like, it wasn't great. So we were like, let's get the French toast. And she swapped it out. French toast was amazing. So like, that was like my happy like food thing over the weekend. I was like, 
I'm really like settling mm-hmm. into the serving spoon here in Inglewood, <laughs> California. I'm really like finding my groove here. Uh-huh. I know exactly what I want when I come. I know exactly who I want to serve yeah. me. And you knew that you were adventurous once and it was a mistake. Exactly. Right. I know I know the bounds of where to move. I can get the <laughs> I can get the spicy chicken sausage if I'm feeling wild, or I'll get the salmon croquette if I'm really feeling like I want something familiar. I'll just give you a little advice because I used to go me and my dad used to go to this sushi place in my neighborhood probably two, three Sometimes even four times a week because my dad wow. never cooked. Really committed. It was yes to the point where we knew the owners, we knew all of the wait staff, right. all of this stuff, and then it and it was great. We loved it. We 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 knew our stuff, and then ever occasionally we got something different. But it was a, the waiter would come by, the owner would come by and talk to us, and it was a wonderful experience. Eventually, something shifted Uh-oh. to the point where. We didn't want to go there anymore because it was too overwhelming. It's a, it's a whole relationship. And yes. It's like, oh, so then I was like, I just want to get some food and go home. You can't even like dip in for quick takeout. No. Yeah. And I then if that. we if we didn't go for a while, they'd be like, Where have you been? I mean, it was it then became you have to catch up too and, involved. So yeah. I'm just saying, I know Erica's great. But, but be, be careful. careful. I get that. I get that. Know your boundaries. My dad is like that too. My dad's been on the show, obviously, and like he has never met a stranger. My dad is best friends with every person he meets. And like he will always tell me about a new restaurant that him and my stepmom have gone to. And he'll be like, oh, you know, we, and the owner is so-and-so and the such-and-such. Uh. And we had the blank, blank, blank. And I'm like, dad, you've been there one time. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? That wasn't and, the owner. That was a vagrant. Exactly, right? But like he will know them and be able to text them and say, oh, you text know. Text them? Yes. He will like, oh, I'm actually going to, we, we. <laughs> He just did this last Sunday. He was like, we had the idea that we wanted something. And so I texted the owner to see if we could get in. And like they were able to get us in early because it was all booked up. And I'm oh. like, who are you? All like, right. you've met this person once. I need your dad to get me into any kind of restaurant that I want to get into. He can do it. All and right. he will be able to tell That's you That's a the, very specific skill. It is. Because he's never met a stranger. It's annoying. Okay. Your Monday Munch Report when we come back. And we've got News or to Lose It. Ali's got the headlines. I have the votes and you get the news. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel. Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. All right. Drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett, and we are smack dab in the middle of the Monday Munch Report. News that are loose at headlines are on deck, and we have to get through that in a timely fashion because Griffin Matthews will be here from Dear White People, and we need to... Be ready. Yeah, we need to be ready for that. All right. You... Went to your silver spoon spot. Serving. I always call it the silver spoon, and my oh. friend is like, "It's very, it's very that is, Jared of you." That's true. It is very different. Very Jared of you. And that no, it's the serving spoon in Inglewood. It's my new favorite Sunday spot. Great. Well, I have a bone to pick with a vegan diner. Let me stop you right there. Yes, an entire vegan diner. Now, I'm all about having different kinds of options for people that have dietary restrictions. Uh, I was just looking at the options for the never-ending pasta pass that we're going to be giving to Christine. There are gluten-free noodles that you can pick from. Great. Uh, Awesome that we have that option. I'm disturbed by, as you say, vegan diner. I'm thinking, like, how much diner food is vegan-y? Oh, Hold on. Oh, my God. Okay. So we were, I was in uh, Santa Ana area uh, in Southern California for a friend's birthday. Mm-hmm. This isn't like a huge city, but there's a downtown area. There's some bars and stuff. And this is, it was like an arcade bar slash place to get food. So it's kind of new agey. It's a new place. Of course, you know, they have kind of hipster, hipstery type of vibe. There's like old arcade games that are, you know, 
2019 prices and things like organic. that. Uh, well, so <laughs> organic we, games. We were starving, and I was garden. like, I just want to make sure there's food here. So we're looking it up on Yelp, and my friend goes, "Yeah, there's food there." I'm like, "Okay, great." She's like, "There's burgers and stuff." I was like, "Perfect. That's all I want is like some burgers and some wings, and then I'll go up and and." you know play the Simpsons video game mm-hmm. it's gonna be a great night so we walk in at the bottom the, the arcade is upstairs on the bottom floor are the food options and the food options were a Korean barbecue place a ramen place and a diner two options that are definite yeses and one it's a definite no if it's the vegan diner but go on sorry okay I didn't realize that it was a vegan diner oh then it would definitely okay I, I was see like what's happening oh okay D- diner I'm gonna go there just because I, I love ramen, but I'm not like filling up on a bowl of ramen before I go up to play arcade games. I gotcha. just wasn't really feeling it. I wanted like bar food. I'm with you. So I go and I pick up the menu. The menu's like four pages long. So I was like, ah, and it was like big oversized red and white menu. I was like, yeah, this is what I'm looking for. So I start looking through. I see cheeseburger. I see fries. I see chicken wings. And I, I had asked a question about the oh. burger or something. And he goes, oh, everything on the menu is vegan. I'm sorry, what? And I was like, wait, everything? That's when you do and that, he was like, that oh. quick blink? Yeah, and he was, he was looking at me like, oh, don't worry, everything is vegan. You don't need to worry about... <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and I was like, oh my God, thank you. As I'm like, so I'm, glad I don't need to stress about as that As you're like, I'm more worried cheese. about everything now. Yeah, I'm, I'm horrified. <laughs> it's, it's all 100% vegan. There's no, you know, it's not made with any equipment that uses cheese or meat or anything oh. like that. He's like giving me the whole spiel. Like, oh, thank God we've made this restaurant. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so... I'm looking at it and it's, I was like, so this cheeseburger, it says cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. It has no cheese and it's not a burger. <laughs> and it's not spelled B-U-R-G no, apostrophe R. Spelled, it said chicken wings. It wasn't chicken. Chicken, C-H-I-K apostrophe out, N. Yeah, yeah, it was chicken wings. Oh. So I was like, okay, so all of this. And there was a ton of, it was like a full diner menu. I don't and like I was this. like, so these chicken wings don't have chicken. And he says, no, we just use the words like burger and chicken to make it more appealing. So you're liars. So you are saying, you know, buffalo chicken wings when there's no chicken in them at all. And then if there's a bone, where's the bone coming from? I just don't understand. That should be illegal. So I went to the ramen place and I had ramen. Oh, you left? So then I was in an awkward position because I was like, wow, thank you so much. And then I had to wait for him to turn around to be like, and like <laughs> leave without him noticing that I was like appalled by this menu. Uh, like I said, I'm fine with vegan options. An entire vegan diner, don't know if we need it. I... And now I wonder, like, I wonder if the food was good. I, I'll never You'll know. You'll never know. Because yeah. I walked away, and I don't regret it. All right, News It or Lose It headlines are on deck. Stick around. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Drop the subject with Allie and Jared. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Justin, and did you do that? We're yassing it no matter what. No, Justin. <laughs> and he's like, what's happening? See, it never it never will stand out as weird on this station. It just fits into everything we do. All right. Here's the headline selection for News It or Lose It. Uh, Jared, you have I'm gonna give you five headlines. You decide news it or lose it. Here's your first one. Why 50 Cent 
oh sorry, why Fifty Cent stopped Wendy Williams from entering his party. <laughs> Do we even have like... to discuss that? Like, <laughs> no. I mean, come on. Uh, headline number two: New study answers the age-old question: Does having children actually make you happier? Oh. No, lose it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. News it. I think I can answer that for you. Uh, okay. Uh, this week in BuzzFeed, take this gross food quiz and we'll guess your age. Hard pass. Lose it. So Mind you, I've taken every one of those quizzes. By right. The way. Headline number four: Airport worker fired for handing passenger a note saying, "You ugly." <laughs> okay. And then finally, mom discovers new cure for migraines using this household kitchen item. I'm sorry, I'm still laughing at the note. What was it? Mom discovers what? Oh, mom discovers a new cure for migraines using this household kitchen item. Um, can I take this many newsits? Yes. Okay. Uh, All right, so we are newsing why 50 Cent stopped Wendy Williams from entering his party. A new study answering the age-old question, does having children actually make you happier? A mom discovering a new cure for a migraine using kitchen items, and then an airport worker who was fired for handing a passenger a note saying, you ugly. All that is coming up, so don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. <laughs> Having a passionate discussion about mayo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Monday Munch Report gets people going. It does. Just letting you know. <laughs> it does. You know, gotta have you can food on the brain on Monday, especially because we don't have Taco Tuesday anymore. What are you right. supposed to do? Womp womp. Ugh, Lord. All right, let's get into news it or lose it officially now. Drop the subject presents news it or lose it. All right, I'm going to attempt to get through this with Wendy Williams' Damn, yeah, yeah. 50 Cent story, because I don't know the background, and okay. I don't know if you do or not. I probably will. But apparently there is beef between them, or shade, or whatever. Wow. Or shade, or whatever. Well, because they're apparently Wendy Williams has talked crap about 50 Cent in the past. This is what I don't, I don't uh, know the history. Yes, I vaguely remember this. Go on. But... She was partying this weekend, Wendy Williams was, because it was her son's 19th birthday. Right. So they all were clubbing or, you know, party hopping or whatever. Clubbing, they were. They were. And then they got to 50 Cent's party, and he made her wait outside the soiree, and they were not letting her in. So then he uh, apparently shared footage of her and some friends trying to get into his party. Oh, he's this so This was at New Jersey's barcode this weekend. And then he said, uh, with the little hmm emoji, you know, with the little thing on the face, Mm -hmm. on the chin, hmm, you can't just show up to my party if you've been talking about me. Bitch, wait outside. So, okay, I don't remember specifically what Wendy said about 50, because like 50, there's like a ton of things to say about him. But I will tell you that 50 is probably the most petty human being in creation Perfect example. Uh, he and I think it was Ja Rule have like a, an ongoing beef for years. I know right? that one. Right. So 50, Ja Rule went on uh, on tour. And so 50 Cent went and bought 200 seats in the front row so, so that they would be all be empty. Oh, that's kind of awesome. Like he's that kind of yeah. petty. So like if you have beef with him, 
he's going to be petty about it. So, of course, he had video and put it on social media. Like, that is classic 50 Cent. Oh, great. Okay, I had also, no idea. Also, the most hilarious prank I've ever heard in my life. I thought, you see, that's great That is freaking brilliant. Okay. Love you, 50 Cent. Don't hate me. Well, yeah. Don't do anything to us. Exactly. If you buy 200 tickets to anything we'll do, we're doing, I mean, that'd come be great. On. I don't care if anyone's there or not. Okay. Having children, will it make you happier? Well, apparently, there's been some studies done, and... Having children will make you happier than staying childless for the rest of your life. Oh, but there is a caveat. It will not make you happier until they've moved out. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. A team of researchers uh, found that parents tend to be happier than non-parents in old age. But this only holds if their kids have moved out. Previous research has suggested that parenthood, social networks, and marital status affect the well-being and mental health of older people. And this latest study looks at the effects of family status. So they asked a bunch of people that were 50 and over, and they found out that the positive aspects of parenthood dominate what when you are getting older. I So... That sounds counterintuitive, though. Like, I mean, if he's if if the kids are moving out and then you're happier, what if they never moved in in the first place? Well, and, or they never moved out? Oh, oh yeah, they end up staying longer because that's what happens now. Nobody moves out because there's no play. You, there's no one. You can't afford anything. This is something else for me to. There's talk no about. emptiness. They're all full. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. <laughs> All right. Drop the subject with Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hill, and we are in studio with Griffin Matthews. Welcome to the show, Griffin. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Griffin plays Deontay on Netflix's Dear White People, which season three has just dropped, and uh, according to the internet, you are, quote, a scene-stealing Griffin Matthews. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Not the scene-stealing Griffin Matthews, but yeah. a scene-stealing Ma- Griffin Matthews. That's I think me. If One you of were going to add yeah. that to your business card, I would do that. I want it on my headshot. <laughs> That's what I want. Professional scene stealer. Scene yeah. stealer. That's what I want. I will say, as a as a fan of the show, I mean, I've anyone that knows my work for for any long period of time, I've been covering dear white people since before it was a movie, and so this season to watch you on the show, I was like. He feels like he should have been here all along. Mm. You feel like you like you come in and like you are like this presence that makes so much sense on the show and it's so funny and great and like you do an excellent job with it. So I'm really happy to see you. I'm gonna write you a check when this is done because that was so good. <laughs> no, good. yeah, be good absolutely. for someone in this building to yeah. write us a damn check. Someone's gotta write checks. Exactly. That was so good. Thank you. Yeah, no, I I actually have been a fan of the project that before it was a TV show when it was a movie. I. Auditioned for Lionel. Mm, okay. Down to the final two. Really? Yes. Okay. And uh and then I didn't get it. And then I sort of, you know, like it it became a TV series and and this moment came up, Deontay came up, and That's I went awesome. in for that that audition and I was like, I think this is it. And it Yes. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so for those of you that don't watch the show, um, Dear White People is a show that is about, they, I think Justin always says, um, it's about being a black face in a white space. Yeah. And these students go to an Ivy League school and they are the black students on campus um, and it explores their different lives or whatever. And, and Lionel's a character who is a, a black gay man on campus and he comes out in season one and he's like kind of figuring out being gay in season two. And right, season, he's a baby gay. <laughs> exactly. He's a baby gay as, as Deontay calls him. Uh, and in season three, Deontay comes comes in and kind of takes Lionel under his wing. So talk to us about Deontay's uh, Deontay's arc in season three. Well, you know, I think that his whole uh, 
MO is to try to pull Lionel out of his shell and really start to do a big hard cut mm. into gay life. Okay. You know, like I think Lionel was like creeping along and Deontay's like, pick it up. Girl. It's like you you yeah. kick him in the butt into That's the pool. Right. Yes. Come on, girl. Um so he, you know, strangely enough, even for me, like myself, Griffin, when I got some of the scripts, I was gagging because mm. I didn't know some of those things. I was <laughs> Googling. Really I said, Lord, <laughs> Lord, what's rough trade? Yeah, Lord, you don't know rough trade? Lord, what is it? <laughs> My m- mother didn't teach us about rough Wait, trade. Wait, what's rough trade? Ru- <sighs> Go ahead. It's like the, it's the, as I say in the show, it's the deep, deep end of the, the gay pool. It's like, you know, I think it's the underground life of... Oh. The Dirty Dirties. Yeah, Rough Trade. Like, and there's episode seven where, um, without giving anything away, you guys take uh, Lionel to an event. We'll put it that way. We to take a party him of to sorts. An, is it a meat market? It is a meat it's market a, event. Meat guys, market is a very family friendly way to say that. Yeah. It was very crazy because the, when I when I saw the, I read the episode and then they sent me to the costume fitting and I'm wearing the teeniest tiniest little crystal g string and I I was gonna say was it folded up into your hand? Oh, I like, screamed. Yeah, I I blacked out. Duran was there. <laughs> I was like, what is this thing? And they were like, well, don't worry, everyone will be naked and you'll be the most clothed. You know, come again. You're I'm gonna certain. be the most. Clothed. Yeah, and I am so grown, but I, I mean, I broke into a full sweat. I think yeah. you had on what looked like it might have been four belts tied it together in some kind of way. Here, 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 and here. I just love that there's a fitting for that. All right, and then exactly. just put this on your 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 costumes on the hanger. We're gonna have like, it taken in a little bit. Like, yeah. Yeah, believe it or not, in that's one. exactly <laughs> what they did. It was actually my whole booty was out for oh. the, for the initial costume, and then I think they came to their senses and said, "Let's give them a little cover." Yeah. Well, how flattering that they had to take your G-string in. They took well, it in. <laughs> <laughs> they we're took gonna, it in. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with Griffin Matthews on season three of Dear White People and all the other things that he's doing because he's a writer, director, activist, and actor. Um, so much more coming up. Don't miss it. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared Alley on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Just got a glimpse of Griffin Matthews' g-string in Dear White People. There's a lot happening in this episode. It's a it's a it's a a, a good time party. I don't know what I can say on the radio, but um, everyone is uh, naked and um, having a good time with each other. And you are walking around in very little yeah. rhinestones. Rhinestones. Yeah, I, I say a rhinestone. <laughs> Just one, one large rhinestone. It looks like three to cover the whole yeah. outfit. Yeah, I guess it would be, have to be three. Uh, well, I definitely intend to start binge watching this. I meant to this weekend, and then I ran out of time. But I was just happy to see that a, a TV show about a radio show was getting. Well, there you go. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a success in and of itself. Um, but you say you watched the show religiously before you were on it. I did. And I mean, how is that for you being able to? I mean, especially coming down to the final two for Lionel, and then now getting to be in a season of a show that you were a huge fan of from the beginning and Mm -hmm. to be around all these actors that you idolized how has that been for you first of all it's the first time i'd ever been on a a show with people of color Mm. and so that like that's a game changer from day one you walk onto set and you're like okay i i know everybody and everybody knows me and to sit in the makeup trailer and have people with all the right colors and to have barbers on set and actually let them cut your hair it's like something that like I'd never really processed. Um, it was incredible. There were black women directors. It was my first time I've been in the business for a really, really long time. My first time ever having a black woman 
direct an episode of anything I've ever not a commercial not a TV series not a movie it was just incredible and you you have a, a thing here there's a thing sitting here on the table that says representation matters and like yeah, representation yeah. mattering is always something that is like in the forefront of my mind with all the work that I do and like I don't think people think about what it's like to walk into a set and there's no one that looks like you there's no one that knows how to do your hair there's no one that has makeup that's your skin tone. There's, you know what I mean? There's no like uh, cultural vernacular understanding. And so Dear White People has been a very different kind of experience, it sounds like, for you to be able to walk into a space and, and feel understood. It's been a holy experience. Because mm. I think after, after doing that show, I realized that I wanted to do another one. Um, because... I realized also the way I, I don't think that I could have given the performance that I gave for Deontay without Justin without that and space. Tiffany yeah. and you know like because normally people are asking you to shrink mm-hmm. whether they know it or not and so when you're on a set with certainly we have a black gay creator Justin who's b- beautiful he was like Griffin sore do everything don't like don't stop keep going and so I think that's why Deontay really came to life getting into your personal life Let's I don't want to alright well I'm fascinated. I I got married almost a year ago. How long have you been married? Two years. Okay. And you and your husband, uh, Matt Gould, write plays together. You write musicals together. How is, I mean, when you are, I, I cannot possibly imagine working with my wife. <laughs> I was going to say, I cannot being, see you and Katie working together. I think that we would definitely be divorced by now. Um, so how has that changed your relationship? Do you have to set boundaries like, hey, no work at the house? Do you have to go to a separate space in order to collaborate together? How have you found that working for you? Well, we've worked together for a really, really long time. We started as friends and then we started dating and right Soon after we started dating, one of the shows we had written, Witness Uganda, took off, and we got the same agents and the same manager. I mean, it was like crazy to be represented, you know, by the same people with your boyfriend. And and I think we had to we we do a thing called fight writing. Okay, you got to fight right. You write something, you pass it off to the, to Matt, and then he hates it, and then we fight about it, and then it gets better, and then it becomes fight writing. Yeah, so you see that the sounds ten- like something that requires a lot of therapy. It, listen, we've been. <laughs> You've got to yeah, go. I'm married to a therapist and writing crap down. <laughs> yeah. They love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, I took the time to sit here and think about and process and write everything down. Sure. Even if I write, I'm just like, I know that you need to hear that. I mean, not that I'm also not processing because I am, but I think it really helps yeah. because you're not, when you're saying things in the moment, you can say things you don't mean or your no. emotions get into it. This You're able to take a step back. But are you fight writing about your project or is it about personal stuff? Well, I think every project is personal and so we had to really learn how to communicate and also like I actually think my husband's so talented so Mm. we had talent crushes on each other Mm -hmm. so the fight writing I think when you see our musicals or you you can feel the tension in it so and I think it's like good because you don't necessarily always want to be collaborating with people that are like oh my god you're amazing you want people who are pushing you and saying couldn't that be funnier or couldn't that be something else and so he's really talented he's really handsome the making up is always great Mm, that's nice (laughs) and he's a ginger he's a ginger I didn't know I liked gingers until I met him. And I was like, oh, there's some... Why do you have red hair? <laughs> What's that about? What is that about? How does that work? Yeah, You yeah. know what I mean? And so that was that was the thing. And, you know, we're just like, we're best friends. So what are you working on now? What's, yeah. what's coming up next for you? Because I, you were going to be here last week and they said, oh, his production schedule changed. And we're like, oh, he's working. Well, that's good. Well, I'm, I'm writing right now. I'm working on a, another musical with Matt called The Family Project. And mm-hmm. it's a story about um, how does a 
black gay Christian marry a white gay Jew. Okay. And it just, it really is a... That's a, not personal, It's is it? not personal at all, <laughs> but it's a documentary musical, and we went and interviewed our families to try to figure out how history could collide wow, so that crazy. these two, in cool. this day and age, how can we come together to form the new American family? So that's one thing we're working on. I got Ballers coming out. In a Ballers! Co- which is like such Which a, I think is technically the biggest show on HBO, bigger than, H- than Game of Thrones. I didn't know that until yeah, yeah, yeah. I stepped onto the set. Um, so I, I'm playing a very different character. I'm not wearing rhinestones for that one. No, oh, I oh. asked them for it. They said no. <laughs> it's a very. Yeah, I have show. this costume already. Yeah. I already have it. I mean, it's in my trunk. If it's I around, could, yeah, yeah. But I'm playing a very different character. I play a gamer, and I've got two brothers on the show, and it's we were in several episodes. You know, like the gaming thing is like huge. Oh, yeah, huge. yeah. I also didn't know, but it's a huge thing. Oh yeah. So I got that coming, and I, I'm honestly hoping to get to work with some more brown people. Okay. And some more gay people. I love it. It's really nice to have them on. That's awesome. It was nice to have you like, on. Tell people Likewise. where they can find you on the social media. You can find me at Griffin's Thread on Instagram and Twitter. And honestly, there are so many flags hanging in this office. I need to <laughs> I need to rethink my workspace and just start hanging flags. Every it flag. works. It you definitely should. changes the vibe should. in the room. I think we actually need to triple the amount of flags that are in here. And there's a new one, I'm pretty sure, every day. It seems like every week I come in and I'm like, was this flag here before? <laughs> right. It couldn't have been here before. I'm going to bring a flag. We're going to take a It's BYOF here. Our, exactly. Our thanks to Griffin Matthews for joining us. When we come back, we've got to finish up News It or Lose It as Ali's got the headlines. Oh, thank you to the studio audience because they're wonderful. Thank they're you. Rather very aggressive much. this time they, they are. are. Uh, when we come back, more News It or Lose It. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Ali on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new channel Q. And happy birthday, Madonna. Isn't it her birthday? It was. It was? Yes, it was her birthday, I think, over the weekend. Oh, okay. I saw something in my feed that was like, happy birthday. So, happy birthday, Madonna. You're a trusted friend here on Channel Q. All right, let's jump right back into News It or Lose It. We had to put it on hold for Griffin Matthews. So, let's talk about a note saying you ugly and (laughs) a, a new cure for the migraine. This is News It or Lose It. Drop the Subject presents... News it or lose it. Going to the airport can be a bad experience. Oh my God, are we still doing that? (laughs) Going to the airport can be a bad experience for a lot of people. It is an annoying time, especially when you're passing through the uh, the security line. And I mean, if you don't have pre-check, you're probably waiting for a really, really long time. Then imagine this, Jared. You finally get to that beloved security metal detector you walk on through thinking that finally you're going to have a chance to go to your gate. And then, oh, lo and behold, a TSA employee hands you a note. You open it up and it says, you ugly. <laughs> Listen, TSA is already disrespectful as hell. So <laughs> I think it's one of their job requirements. I Listen, I got a TSA pre-check like last year, I think, like maybe a year ago now. And not having to deal with TSA agents as much now I mean you still have to see them at every point but like there's a lot less restrictions it's a dream because TSA is so obnoxious to like wait in that long line have to take off your shoes and your belt and empty out your pockets and it's just oh. well and they it comes with a healthy dose of condescending uh, attitude how so like they they give you attitude oh well there's you always know, it's attitude like, 
Well, okay, yeah, you didn't put liquid. I mean, yeah, of course, there's people that are probably annoying and don't follow all the TSA requirements, sure. even though there's like a thousand signs before you get to the thing. But and there's always someone yelling. Yes, that's the, true. They're always the yelling at you. But there's not as many, not as many uh, you ugly notes as you would normally. The think. idea that someone from the TSA would hand me a note. First of all, I'm jarred. What what's yeah, going well, on? Well, I feel bad because this guy that walked through the. <laughs> Is he ugly? Yeah, I mean, he's ugly. He's ugly. Oh my gosh, Ali, you're not supposed to say yes. Okay, but he he didn't do anything wrong. Like, he's just walking up to the security thing. I don't know if he did anything to anybody to piss anybody off, but she, you could see the TSA agent on the other side of the security uh, metal detector thing. She's looking down, she sees him, and then she's just writing a real casual note. And then as soon as he walks through, she hands it to him. How did this become a news story is what I want to know. Like, how did we find out about this? Um, Because I think he's getting money and the Rochester and New York airport security camera just just put out the video. So now everyone's it's just gone viral. (laughs) Um, But he I guess when he got handed the note, he didn't think much of it. And he just continued toward his gate. And that's when the woman yelled out, you going to open the note? Strassner says that when he did, the woman burst out laughing, and then he later complained to her supervisors. The Transportation Security Administration says that the woman worked for a contractor. The agency says it has zero tolerance policy for this type of behavior. I, I want to know, know what the zero tolerance. I want to know what the rule is in the, in their policy that says like, oh, there's you're not allowed to pass you ugly notes. Yeah, like or, I, I, is that in the line in that language? Like we have zero tolerance for that. Yeah, <laughs> we, we obviously about the, the first five training. times that happened, we said fine enough. Exactly. Of this. Okay. <laughs> Let's close it out with a genius mother. I know we don't usually talk about uh, tips and tricks and life hacks until just the tip Tuesday, but this mother has cured migraines with a very unique household item that a lot of people have. Uh, This woman's Instagram post went viral this weekend saying that this chip clip saved my life tonight. What? I had a migraine start at almost 12 hours ago. About an hour ago, it was an unbearable limit. I had exhausted all of my drugs and tricks that I usually use to ease my migraines to no avail. I googled fast relief for migraines and it pulled up something called AccuLeaf. I glanced at the counter and saw this chip clip and decided it would do just about the same thing. So she put the chip clip on the skin between her index and thumb, or index finger and her thumb, so that little fleshy part there. Okay. She put the chip clip there and apparently within one minute, her migraine went away. Between her thumb and her index finger? Yeah, that fleshy material, that little web between your thumb and your That's index finger. That's a pressure point that helps with migraines. Yeah, so she put a chip clip there, and apparently it was sort of feeling better within a minute, and by 20 minutes, her migraine was completely gone. I hope her infomercial is ready to roll. Oh, yeah. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, this is Drop the Subject with Allie Johnson and Jared Hill. And hey, it's been almost 20 minutes since we've had a guest, so let's get another guest in (laughs) here. Let's get on it. Who do we have? So we're talking to uh, Matthew Craffy from the uh, Log Cabin Republicans. And this is uh, this is going to be an interesting chat because the Log Cabin Republicans just announced that they are endorsing President Donald Trump's 2020 election bid, uh, which I think a lot of people's reaction was what? Well, so. well, what's interesting about it is in 2016, the Lock Cabin Republicans opted to not endorse Donald Trump uh, for president, and this year they are. So it's a it's a change in position. So um, I'm happy that we have Matthew Craffy joining us. Matthew, how's it going? 
Great. How are you both doing? Really good. Thank you. Um, good morning. Good afternoon. I guess it's good afternoon now here in Los Angeles. Um, so I guess the first question that most people are asking is what changed from 2016 to 2020 that made you uh, made you and the, the other law cabinet Republicans uh, change position on this? Right. So just um, to walk your listeners through kind of the process for how an endorsement happens with our organization. Um, and actually, first off, thank you for having me today. And take the time to uh, explain how all this works. But um, anyways, each chapter in our country gets to vote. We've got about 50 chapters around the United States, um, whether to uh, endorse um, President Trump for re-election, to withhold endorsement, or to vote against um, oppose his endorsement. Mm -hmm. Um, So the same vote was taken in uh, 2016. Uh, it was there was a slight majority of chapters that voted in favor of endorsement in 2016. Um, at the end of that process, the board, the national board of directors for Log Cabin, uh, reviews um, those votes and consults um, with other board members and other chapter leaders. And at that time in 2016, they felt um, it was it was literally a split 50-50 decision on the national board. So um, they withheld um, an endorsement. They didn't oppose. Um, his candidacy, but they also didn't vote to support it. So this time around, um, the chapters voted, and it was overwhelmingly in support of um, his reelection. And the board took that into consideration when they made their final vote. So you say it's an overwhelming vote um, amongst your constituents or your your membership, I should say. Correct. What, what is it about Donald Trump that, from, especially from an LGBTQ perspective, that that you know really got the the attention or the support of the law cabin Republicans? Yeah, I mean, I, it's been interesting. Yeah, you know, Jared, I've I've known you since uh, we were going through the 2016 election. <laughs> we yes. talked a lot about, um, you know, I think it was a it was a evolution for a lot of people going through that cycle where a lot of our membership um, started on the kind of not so sure about him, or he was maybe the last out of the candidates running that that um, some of our members wanted. And I think um, once he won and seeing the fact that he, you know, when it comes to LGBT issues, has been pretty much like keeping the, you know, the achievements that had happened over the prior administration in place and focused so on really just... let me stop you right there. Yeah, because I don't... So, I, that, this is, I want to I wanna hold you right there because that's, that, that jars me a little bit because... During the 2016 election, Donald Trump said he was going to be the biggest advocate for trans people. He said that he was a friend to LGBTQ people. And I'm not really understanding how you, 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 not you specifically, but also you specifically, but you all as the log cabin Republicans, how do you feel like he has advocated for LGBTQ people? Because I'm looking at, at his track record and like the, the biggest things that he's done, uh, LGBTQ focused, I should say, uh, was the trans ban on military people, on military um, uh, serving uh, soldiers and removing milita- uh, trans people's names from, you know, the definitions of, of all kinds of things. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of blown away by that. Well, let's keep in mind, trans members weren't able to openly serve in the Obama administration either. So President Obama in his last few months in office signed an executive order that would have gone into effect in the next administration to allow uh, trans members to serve. Right, but um, I'm trying to understand so, how Donald Trump has been a friend to trans people. 
Well, I'm not going to say that we agree with him on every issue. I mean, I, I, I doubt that you probably agreed with every single thing that Obama did when they were defending Don't Ask, Don't Tell in court. Um, he probably still felt that he was probably a good Understood. president overall for the administration. So there's never going to be... An endorsement doesn't mean that we stand by every single thing he says, every single thing that he does, every policy that, that he endorses. It means that overall... We are a Republican organization, we have Republican members, and we feel that he is the best, in this cycle, the best person to run our country. Well, if you say, you know, you don't agree with him on everything, on every Mm -hmm. policy, what policies and what has he done that you do agree with? Well, I mean, just specific to LGBT issues or overall? Yes and yes. Okay. So... Overall, I think Actually, criminal justice Matthew, reform. Matthew, I'm sorry. Matthew, yeah. I, Justin was already giving me the, the finger saying we have to go to, to take a quick break. Let's take that question and, and answer it on the other side of the break. Is that all right? Yep. Okay. Good. So we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk to Matthew Craffy. He's the president of the Log Cabin uh, Republicans of California. We've got more coming up with him just after this. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jarrett and Allie on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. This is Allie Johnson. I'm here with Jarrett Hill. And we are talking to Matthew, uh, Matthew Craffy from the Log Cabin Republicans. And we're talking about how uh, the Log Cabin Republicans have in, uh, endorsed President Donald Trump's 2020 election, uh, re-election bid. And my question for you was, you know, of course you're saying, you know, just because we in- have an endorsement doesn't mean that we agree with everything in every policy and every view that he holds. What... Uh, do you do agree with when it comes to policy, both in the LGBT space and in general? Right. So, I mean, our members are definitely supportive of him in terms of economic policy, um, you know, having the strongest economy that we've had in recent times, lowest unemployment, which is you know, been a positive impact for LGBT members, members of, of African-American and Hispanic communities. Um, his, it's basically been successful in all communities, which is something that log ca- cabin members care about, you what? know, looking beyond just LGBT issues as well. Um, other issues that we would say that he's been successful on um, is, you know, getting us out of, you know, starting to remove us from being involved in foreign wa- wars, um, lowering taxes, criminal justice reform, which is huge. I mean, criminal justice reform alone is something that, um, you know, someone like Van Jones, who worked in the prior administration, had tried to get passed for eight years, and is something that this administration did. Um, there's been a lot of positive things in terms of um, starting to, to get a handle on fixing the Veterans Affairs Administration and giving veterans the choice to get health care elsewhere. Um you know, I can go on and on. The, the, the trade policy, um, the, the fact that there's finally someone that's taking on um, China and some of these other countries that have been negotiating from their, from you know, what's beneficial to them, but not necessarily beneficial to the United States. So, so, so Matthew, I, yeah. I don't often get to have a conversation with a, a Republican uh, sure. in your position. So, I mean, you have a lot of things that you're saying here that are all things that Republicans often reference uh, when talking about why they're supporting Donald Trump. And mm-hmm. I mean, 
each one of these has another side to it, right? So, like, we have the lowest unemployment that we've had in a long time, and our economy is, you know, quote-unquote booming, but, like, there, that really came a lot from what Barack Obama did, and Donald Trump takes a lot of, of credit for that. But then we also talk about having the lowest unemployment rate, but we also know that people have two and three jobs to be able to even... Um, be able to live and sustain themselves because wages aren't increasing. We also know that we have a boom, booming economy, but every indicator shows that we're about to go into a recession because of the lower tax cuts, because of the tax cuts and the ways that our foreign um, policy against uh, with China and other countries are is hurting our economy because of tariffs. And we know that we're, we could go off of a cliff at any moment. We know that with Veterans Affairs, we know that like he wants to privatize the VA and all that. So like we hear all of those things and it, it frustrates mm-hmm. me because like that doesn't take into consideration the other facts. Well, it doesn't take into consideration that there's a different point of view on it. And you can argue that outside of it, it doesn't mean that that's right either. Right? But, so well, no, there's probably but, like, I'm somewhere not, in between what but Matthew, you and I think on that is. But Matthew, I'm not arguing yeah. how I feel about it. I'm, I'm arguing what the data is, right? Like we know that the, the economy the data does not show that, that we're going into a recession because of tax cuts. The data does not show. The data, um, but the data does show that our economy is, is negatively impacted by his tariffs. And we know that people in most in a lot of red states uh, specifically are really hurt by these tariffs. And it's hurting their farms. It's hurting sure. their businesses that, that companies are at risk of having to lay people off. Like we know that things things are happening. It's not about how I feel. Right. I mean, I think that the tariffs will we'll have to see what happens. Um, on this, you know, potential trade deal with China, but yeah, you know, I think the tariffs, the, the tariffs have the potential um, to have a ne- negative um, economic impact. Um, but no one else has done anything about this either. You know, we've had every administration kick these issues down the road, and I think the the thing that a lot of Republicans feel happy about and feel proud of in in this president is that he's finally taking on these things that no one's wanted to deal with for you know presidency after presidency but how do you when you say that that you see him removing us from foreign wars and and matthew like i'm not arguing with you you know i appreciate you and love you for being here um you you say he's removing us from foreign wars but we know that he's like provoking all of our allies that he's like removing us from from uh relationships that we have with other nations and and trying to and like really antagonizing nato and the un and uh stirring up a lot of things with Iran. And like, I don't understand how you feel like he's pulling us out of foreign wars and like his, his, his foreign policy is so strong. We're not deploying more troops to new countries. We're not saying we're going to get involved in regime change in any of these countries. We're not doing any of the things. We're not even, you know, in the last administration, which, um, you know, didn't bill itself as, as being, you know, nation builders the way the Bush administration did. We still, you know, we went into other places and we, we tried to do regime change and be and influence um, political situations on the ground in a lot of different countries. And we're still kind of getting ourselves, whether you look at Libya or any other number of countries, we're still dealing with, with the repercussions of that. This administration, while I don't always, you know, you know, you and I have talked about this. I mean, the way some of these issues are talked about and the way some of it's dealt with isn't necessarily the way I would talk about them or the way I would personally deal with, with them. But what I will say is that um, there's there's a, a dramatic difference from what we've been doing in the past, which was we need to get involved in every situation that's going on around the world. And in terms of NATO, I don't think that we're antagonizing NATO by saying, 
you know, you guys have committed to giving 2% of your GDP to, to NATO, and only a handful of you have been doing that over, since the existence of NATO. Um, I think that finally having an American president say it's not fair to the American taxpayers to be paying for this. What is wrong with that? Like, I, I, that does, shouldn't be a foreign concept. You know, everyone thinks that's antagonizing NATO. I mean, that's... Well, I don't think... Well, we're I, unfortunately, I'm out of time, but I, the, as far as our foreign leaders are concerned and how we've been dealing with them, we could talk about that for a full hour. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I've got to take it... I, <laughs> and we, we will. We're going to get into will. it next. Matthew, I would love to have you back to, to discuss this a little bit more uh, in the future, but... Um, Matthew Graffy is the the president of the Law Cabin uh, Republicans of California. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yes, we've got to take a quick break. When we've come back, we've got more Drop the Subject right after this. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. All right. So we've covered a lot so far in today's show. We have. But it's time we cover some LGBTQ issues. Oh, is that what we do around here? <laughs> no, what I wanted to share was some good LGBT news. Uh, somebody has come out of the closet, and of course, when that happens, we always have to celebrate a new member of the LGBTQ plus community. And this person, what they made national news years ago, but now they've resurfaced because they're gay, gay, gay. This is Closet Watch. Closet. Ed Smart, the father of kidnapping survivor Elizabeth Smart, is making a surprising revelation. The 64-year-old married father of six is coming out as gay. In an open letter as on gay. Facebook. As gay. Sorry, that was the that was Satan. Um, <clears throat> gay. Writes, I have recently acknowledged to myself and my family that I am gay. I guess he's already in the club. Listen. Finally acknowledging a part of me that I have struggled with most of my life and never wanted to accept. Smart has been married to his wife, Lois, for 33 years. I deeply regret the excruciating pain this has caused her. Hurting her was never my intent. Neither was doing her. (laughs) Court records show Lois Smart filed for divorce last month. Elizabeth, now 31, is the mother of three children. She says, while I am deeply saddened by their separation... She says, bow, bow, She says... I mean, I am, uh, as somebody who's obsessed with kidnapping cases, uh, Elizabeth Smart was a very interesting one. Uh, Her family was very, very religious, Mormons, and so to see him come out of the closet and divorce his wife, I mean, that must have been years in the making. That must take a lot of guts. So the first time I ever wrote a piece about uh, religion and LGBTQ stuff outside of my coming out story, it was about Mormons because Mormons had decided that it was okay to be gay. And the question that I asked in that piece was, what about the Mormon man or woman who is gay and has heard this like it's not okay to be gay and went and had a family and started right, and has kids exactly. and all kinds of things and lives a whole other life and then you come back and tell them all these years later like oh it's actually okay to be Guys, gay it's cool now and it's totally like, cool. I've been married for 30 years. Exactly. It's like God didn't change. The book didn't change. Like you changed your mind. So was it okay yesterday? Well, and I think about this kind of person specifically. Especially p- someone who has six kids, which is a lot of the, Absolutely. A lot of times the case in Mormon uh, culture. You, the, they believe that the more kids you have, the closer you are to God and the closer you are to heaven. Right. So it's not like he was just married and he had a beard. Like he was actively <laughs> doing stuff like he Ration, had to. Nothing could change my love and admiration for them both. Ed Smart. Oh was thrust into the limelight after his daughter was kidnapped in 2002 at age 14. So while she was in captivity, he was in the closet. (laughs) And held captive for nine months. 
After she was found alive, she and her father both became advocates for missing children. Well, there you go. Now they're LGBTQ advocates, or at least that's what I'm guessing is going to happen. Uh, very, very welcome to the community, Ed Smart. You are smart after all. Yeah, I, I, yeah, the LGBTQ thing when it comes to like faith and religion and families, it's so interesting to me. Especially people who can really live in both spaces. Yeah. Like, I'm still a devout Christian and proud LGBT. Well, it's also interesting uh, within that Mormon church, they have these these moms, these parents called Mama Dragons, and they are the parents of LGBTQ uh, children who are like supporting their kids and they've come together to work together. So if you're in the LGBTQ community and you're a Mormon, look out for Mama Dragons. It's a really cool thing. Oh, yeah. dragons. Yeah. Lesbians love dragons. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All I'm right. not in the studio freaking out. <laughs> All right. Jared Hill's having a panic attack, everybody. It's this is Drop the meltdown. Subject. Uh, Allie Johnson, Jared Hill, uh, who is wiping the sweat off his brow. I'm fine. Okay. Let's get into something that we, I feel like this is very appropriate because we were chatting a little bit ago with... Um, uh, Matthew Craffy mm-hmm. of the Log Cabin Republicans. He was talking about uh, how, you know, the economy is the best it's ever been, employment is the lowest it's ever been, and you aptly pointed out that, you know, of course, people, yeah, they have jobs, but they have two and three and four jobs in order to make a living. Well, I just fa- I found this earlier on the way in. The toxic fantasy of the side hustle Uh-oh. and how the rebranding of a second job is just a side hustle has enabled us to ignore the serious problems where, you know, we, we our regular working hours are no longer enough for us. And I think that, you know, when Uber first came out, some of their first ads were like, what's your side hustle? Or like, you know, Lyft and Uber and Rideshare in general is just like a little side hustle that you can do for extra money. Uh, you know, working part-time at a at a cafe or something like that. Uh, a lot of these apps, you know, if you're delivering for Postmates or whatever, mm-hmm. can be seen as a little bit of a side hustle. Oh, I'm just doing this whenever I want. Usually it's something that's flexible hours. You can, can do it on demand. And it's just something you can do whenever you need extra money. But let's not let's not shy away from what it actually is, which is I need a second job in order to sustain myself. Exactly. So that was one of the interesting things. Uh, and I, I meant to bring this up with, with Matthew Craffy. Like, Donald Trump loves to bring up that, you know, unemployment is the lowest that it's been. And then he loves to tout that it's the lowest it's been for black people and you know the blacks love me and blah 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 and then there's all that cringe but then it's also like yeah but black home ownership is the lowest it's ever been in history and you know what i mean like those other things that are not like yes you look at the unemployment numbers but you also look at the like ramifications of those things and even when we're talking about side hustles like people do kind of ignore how much of a side, how much work a side hustle can be when you then add it up and you're like, oh, I spent 25 hours this this week doing my side hustle. That's a more that's a part time job, right? You know what I, mean? I think most people. I mean, I I'm I'd be interested in how many people do have a side hustle, aka second job, because I I would argue I've got probably two to three side hustles. Yeah, uh, none of which are making me money right now. Right. Well, I mean, one of them is not, and the other one sometimes does, but they're not dependable side hustles. Absolutely, yeah. But I mean. Does a side hustle mean that it's something that you do f- that you're passionate about? Like my project, Butch Pal for the Straight Gal, that could be seen as like a passion project, or but it's not necessarily qualified as a side hustle because it's not something that I'm doing just for money. Yeah. Well, that's the interesting thing about being in this business, right? Like my our parents had more traditional jobs. My dad worked for the power company and my mom worked in healthcare. But like I work in this business where you can work on something like Butch Pal for a year or two or three, or you can be writing a pilot for 10 years and then it 
picks up and then it's you know a huge money maker for you and it's like okay well then it kind of makes it feel worth it um, whereas you know when my dad worked at the power company he worked there since before I was born yeah. and he had that same job until a couple of years ago and so that the the idea or need for a side hustle a isn't present but also like there's a consistent stream of money that always comes that kind of makes you feel like this job is worth having whereas with our kind of business mm. you know what if the pilot never gets picked up or right. what if the the idea never comes to fruition or the book never gets published or whatever then it's like well was that a waste of my time or a waste of my money or right. was it just a side hustle that didn't go anywhere yeah or I mean if you are actually retired you might do something that's considered a side hustle just to keep busy like yeah. a lot of older Lyft Absolutely. drivers and Uber drivers and stuff and I really like talking to them when they're running red light no I'm just kidding that's, that's, that's not I. but that did happen to me once so let's just I mean you know there's more than one I think time. there's just a vetting process that needs to take place there anyway we'll be right back drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel Q drop the subject the new channel Q drop the subject presents news it or lose it That was okay. That was your best work. But all right, we're going to jump into news. It'll lose it. Allie, I've got five headlines. You've got five votes. Here they are. The first one, first headline. Yes, black people do need to wear sunscreen. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'd like to learn about that. (laughs) I mean, I apparently need to. Uh, Okay, well, we won't talk about it. Yeah. Number two, is your phone recording your conversations? The answer might surprise you. Well, the answer is yes. Well, that's what, that we not- as- that's what we would assume the answer would be, but the answer might surprise you. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> uh, the San Francisco Uber office was reportedly <laughs> was reportedly spending two hundred thousand dollars a year on this. Oh, that's what the side hustle money's going to. Maybe. Sure. Boom. I love this headline. I <laughs> I don't know what it's about, but I thought the headline was great. Earth's inner core is doing something weird. Oh. Uh, it's from National Geographic. I'm gonna lose it. Oh, because I gotta, I gotta save mine. The the disrespect. I've already news three. Yeah, I'm sorry, Earth's core. Just say you're losing it. All right. Finally, the dictionary.com word of the day is Zeric. It's spelled X E R I C. Zeric. Mm, sounds like a god. Oh, okay. Sure. All right. So we've got four stories coming up in News It or Lose It. Yes. Black people do need to wear sunscreen. Is your phone recording your conversations? The answer might surprise you. The San Francisco Uber office was reportedly spending $200,000 a year on this. $200,000. I thought, like, did that sound weird? You added a couple of didits. The San Francisco Uber office was reportedly spending $200,000 a year on this. I was trying not to say what the thing is because it's actually in the headline, but I wanted it to be more (laughs) suspenseful. Um, I was trying it's to, good to say that after I was trying fact. to do a thing, Allie. And then the dictionary.com word of the day is Zeric. All those things are coming up in News It or Lose It. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the subject. That's correct. You came to the right place. You found us. Allie Johnson here. Jarrett Hill. And you can follow the show at DTS Show on Twitter and on Instagram. This voting is still up for the gayest news headline of the week. The nominees this week were very, very... I think the competition is very fierce this week. Or stiff. It's... Oh, that's great. Justin's I mean, like, ugh... 
Uh, Are you dumping that? No. Are you dumping that? Don't do it. I saw him moving over toward the button. very quickly, at DTS Show on Instagram, you can still vote. Florida Zoo gets man-sized otters and venomous snakes. Sheep damages historical Offadike monument. The death of Dick Long trailer. Things go south in this twisted tale. And Dick Sweat is all over Joe Biden's presidential (laughs) candidacy. Those are all options. Vote now before the show ends. If you're not voting for the Dick Sweat story, I don't know how you're not. (laughs) Then we can't be friends. What are you talking about? All right. Okay, it's time for News It or Lose It. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. <laughs> we're, we're having a fiscal situation where there are people outside the window kind of looking in. I'm like, come on in. Oh, yeah. The water's fine. Okay. Come on in straight, white guys. So, I seemingly. Um, okay, I love this headline because this is something that I've always heard and is apparently dead-ass wrong. Uh, the headline says, yes, black people do need to wear sunscreen. And now I was... When I saw this headline, I was like, is this person, is this story written by or consulting a black dermatologist? Because, like, there's differences between our skin, our hair, our lives, right? So, what's interesting to me about this is it's all boiled down really in a couple of sentences that I think are really important. It says, do black people need sunscreen? Short answer is yes. I mean, doesn't everyone does? Well, so what's interesting is I, because I have only sunburned twice in my entire life, so I'm like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But that is actually the thing that they say in here that's really interesting it says there's a belief that black skin's melanin the pigment that makes your skin darker naturally protects skin from the sun and its uv rays carrying creating a barrier against the negative effects of the sun it says um uh, that just because you aren't burning doesn't mean you're not experiencing sun damage you just can't see the effects exactly the way my transparent skin can see it within five minutes of being outside so do you wear sunscreen or do you you don't no i've i've probably worn sunscreen less than 10 times in my life but whenever i go south of trump of trump's border wall i have burned i have (laughs) i always use that i don't know why but um once in mexico and once in like costa rica or something i don't remember and how long were you out in the sun i was there for a couple of hours and like I guess the closer to the equator you are you know the sun hits a little bit differently and and what I, was your sunburn like oh it was epic when I worked on a cruise ship I was out on the beach uh, for a number of hours and I came back in and I was like oh my sun, my skin's a little bit red and like it's warm to the touch in a way that it yeah. really isn't and I was like oh this is this sunburn like, I don't know maybe it's sunburn and when I tell you my skin was really screwed up for like three weeks did you peel Oh my God, did I peel? I peeled and peeled and peeled. And it was like, but that had never happened to me when I was home in the States, when I would go to the beach or if I was out at a pool or something like that. But like being further south, like my my skin really burned. So I I am definitely jealous of you in the fact that you don't have, you don't wear sunscreen on a regular basis because I went to the beach this weekend and I was thinking as I was putting it on, I was like, man, you know, I would go out in the sun, go lay by the pool and go to the beach a lot more if I didn't have to deal with this crap. Mm, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Because it's so sticky, and then like you it just, stinks, and it has a weird uh, film to it. And then it. you're always worried about. And then you go in the ocean. You're ruining the ocean because you've got a bunch of sunscreen that's going into the ocean, and it's killing all the fish and but all that crap. But if you go crap. in the water without it on, it's even worse on your skin. Exactly. Yeah. This is so why I'm white people shouldn't be allowed in the ocean. That's what I'm saying. Basically, I mean, you said that, not me. <laughs> but I was thinking it. Okay. We're going to take a quick break because Justin's already giving me the ah. finger. Um, but we've got more news that are losing headlines coming up, including um, one that is asking, is your 
iPhone record is your phone recording your conversations? The answer might surprise you. That's up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject, Allie and Jarrett. Let's continue on with news it or lose it because before you know it, we will be out of show. Well, swish, swish, bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, Katy, Katy Perry. She's not as quotable as Lizzo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know what? I'm not even doing that. Um, I don't play tag, <laughs> bitch. I've been it. That's great. I don't and play then swish, tag, swish, bitch. bitch. I've been it. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's as good as lyrics no. get. Okay. So the second question here, um, the second headline is another question. Is your phone recording your conversations? The answer might surprise you. Unless you're Allison Johnson, because yes, it is. Yeah, that's um, not surprising. Well, well, so what's interesting is it's actually, they, they say it's not necessarily recording you, but it is listening. It says, uh, <laughs> I love... Uh, Guys, we're not recording. So we're I just, love just listening. I love one of the paragraphs in here. It says, from the writer, it says, Facebook has stated that its phone app doesn't listen to users in order to serve them ads. The ad targeting algorithm is uh, just that good. Apparently, the algorithm also believes my crow's feet could use some attention with Botox because she talks about they were having a, she was in a room where other people were talking about Botox uh-huh. and then like she started getting Botox ads. Yes. And she's like, I've never searched for Botox. Like, I don't know what, that, what that, that's about. That's happened to me where I'm like, what do you want for dinner tonight? Oh, why don't we, uh, how about lasagna? Okay, well, let me look up how to make lasagna and then I'll be like, how to make and it'll autofill lasagna. Lasagna. Yeah, it's really weird. So what's interesting about this is there's a couple of different things that people don't know about how their phones are listening to them. So for a long time, apparently Messenger was able to listen to your voice notes that when you send like a voice message in in uh, Messenger, and apparently Facebook has said that they've stopped using that. But also, like if you type in the word "Happy Birthday" to a, a friend, it'll pop up with like options of things that you can send that are birthday related. Right. So it's like, yeah, that means they are reading what you're writing. Other thing that's interesting with your iPhone, it says uh, iPhone's new. Uh, it says in a recent iOS update, Safari will have access to both your mic and camera by default. You must manually change the setting in order to rescind access. Um, note, and the the expert was noting that this is an issue in and of itself because most people don't even realize that Safari has access to their camera and their microphone. Now, why do they send me all those emails saying that my privacy is important to them? It, exactly, exactly. Um, and then another interesting thing: it says, "Does Apple ever record your conversations?" Apparently, Siri, um, the uh, other fish. apps, right? Other apps have access to the information that comes from. Siri. So if you're asking Siri about how to make lasagna or you're asking Siri about Botox or you're asking Siri, you know, does Donald Trump hate black people? Uh, <laughs> you know, you, the writer, me. Got it. In, in that order. Um, you know, then the other apps that are on your phone have access to that information to be able to market to you. Yeah, because it's the damn cookies. Exactly. Because when I'm saying something or when I'm looking something up, they're allowed to take my information or see what web page I'm on and then send that information to all these other websites and all these other apps. And then it eventually gets in the hands who's to somebody who doesn't want to use my, that information for good. Right. And well, then they're going to scam me for lasagna. And then um, artificial intelligence is going to come kill us all. You know I believe that. Yay. Okay, so the folks over at Uber are about to save themselves $200,000 a year by... Not spending that money on balloons. 
it's kind of ridiculous. I read this article. It comes from SFGate, um, the San Francisco outlet. And apparently, every time someone has an Uberversary or their anniversary of working at Uber, they like do a lot of balloons for that person um, at their desk. Apparently, oh, they were okay. spending $200,000 a year on balloons. I mean, that is tough to do. If you think about the price of balloons nowadays... What is a 39 cents a pop? I mean, but I guess if you're like ordering them from a a company or something. I don't know what they were doing. It oh, says, they're getting the highfalutin, top-tier do- balloon delivery service. I guess so, but like apparently they were spending all of this money on freaking balloons. Um, it says the company attempts to slim as the company attempts to slim down its operations. Employees' work anniversaries will no longer be marked by the arrival of a bunch of helium balloons at their desks. According to um, their CFO, it's not only a great way to find dollars we can invest back into the business; it's also more environmentally friendly. Um, I love that the last paragraph here says, besides this one oddly specific cutback, there's no indication that corporate Uber employees will stop receiving other perks such as free food in the office, unlimited paid vacation, and discounts on Uber rides and Uber Eats orders. Well, you know, I actually am surprised that people aren't complaining more about the environmentally unfriendliness of balloons and birthday celebrations in general. You know, we waste a lot of crap on birthdays. We do. We got, of course, I mean, the candles, fine, those melt away, but we've got, I mean, streamers, we've got, you know, all this Stuff I hear just, someone yelling at their radio like, candles are killing the earth too! I don't know how. Well, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it in birthday celebrations is stuff that you're only going to use one day. A lot yeah. of it just goes straight into the trash. You're going to use a bunch of plastic bal- or whatever that material is. That's not recyclable. Yeah. or you know. So everyone's going to start doing these eco-friendly birthdays now soon, I bet. Yeah, I mean, I it's funny because like, I am always happy to have another birthday, but like I'm not a big birthday person or anniversaries person. Like I've never been a someone that was excited about that. I would always be like dating someone who was really into it or like last year was the first year I ever decorated my house for Christmas. Like I love Christmas but like I never decorated my house for it but the man that I was I was dating like he really loved Christmas and so like we decorated the house for Christmas and now I'm like we're not even dating anymore like am I gonna put this tree up again like I don't know maybe. oh you have the same tree you have an but, artificial oh one? I got an artificial tree because I was like I didn't I live in a building and trying to drag it up and all that kind of stuff I was like I don't want to do that well then donate it to the studio Oh, maybe. Yeah, we'll put it right there in the yeah, little corner. Yeah, it might be a bad... Uh, we'll it, take it that, might be like, get that gimp out of here might, and we'll put the tree there. It might be like having an, an old mattress, like when you have a new person in your life, you need to pull out that old tree that I got for him. <laughs> That old haggard tree. Yeah, well, it's a new tree. I just got it. But like, it I mean, memories but it was attached. his tree. You know, it was it was for him that I got it. So maybe oh, I'll bring all right, it well, the then studio. we'll set it on fire. Okay. <laughs> No, I don't hate him. Anyway, okay. The dictionary.com word of the day is Zeric. X E R I Z. Lord Zeric. It's it's X with it's the word Eric with X at the beginning. You think it sounds like a Greek god or a god? Well, I think now that I think about it, it sounds like a Game of Thrones character. Well, I will tell you it's an adjective. Does that help you at all? It 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 is describing a noun. Uh I don't know. What is it? <laughs> She's like, I'm not even going to play this game with Zeric. you. Zeric means of relating to or adapted to a dry environment. So, and the the um, the breakdown of what they how they explain what it how to use it. They say these increasingly Zeric conditions restricted the range of large animals and uh, of, of how far they could ca- how far they could travel. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zeric means like hot and dry or things that are adapting to a dry environment. Okay, or you could say my attraction to men is Zeric. <laughs> 
you you would do that with your ex. <laughs> your your. your eh? <laughs> you did get the your lesbian haircut is even more lesbian this week. So maybe your attraction to men is even more xeric than it was before. And I think they are looking more xerically at me oh. after I get my lesbian haircut. Are you going to cut it shorter and shorter and shorter? Is that the goal here? Yeah, I'm trying to be as xeric as possible there towards men. Okay. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, Drop the Subject continues. Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hill. And I'm very excited for who we have on the phone right now. I cannot wait to meet Christine because I have heard her story, but I have not met her in person. And we were able to last week secure the never-ending pasta pass from Olive Garden. And we are gifting it to Christine. Christine, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, thank you. Um, I appreciate you having me on. I'm I'm doing um, okay. Thank you for asking, and I really appreciate your kindness. <laughs> oh, Christine, you're the sweetest. So you uh, emailed us through our website uh, saying that you were a Latina trans woman and you were having some difficulty in life, and you were just trying to see if there were some resources that Channel Q could offer, um, and we were able to help you. And so we we thought of you when this never-ending pasta pass came up because we were like, well, we'd want to give this to someone who could use it because like I don't need that much pasta. I mean, yeah, I know I don't. I'd probably eat it all. Um, and we thought like, oh, let's give this to someone who could use it. And so we thought of you. So we're really happy to have you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, um, absolutely. And um, well, I just turned 25 uh, this past July. Um, and um, I've been through a lot lately. Um, and like I, when I reached out to um, you guys via email, I was reaching out high and low to all kinds of organizations and people within the LGBT plus community for someone who would hear me. And you guys really um, actually seem to listen and you, you guys gave me so much information and referred me to a lot of helpful places. So I appreciate that. But um, what led me to become in kind of a bad position um, was my father's passing recently. Um, he was going in for a hip replacement surgery and um, I was his caregiver for many years and everything went wrong and once he passed the rest of my extended family and relatives never really got along with me I mean they have their political views and their you know traditional ideologies I guess and um, yeah so they kind of told me you know, now that your dad's gone and you lost your job being his caregiver, you got to go. And once the lease is up on your place, we're not really going to be involved and keep that situation going. So I kind of just fell into a bad position that way. So where are you live? Do you have a home now? What's what's the status update as far as what? Um, for sure. Um, sorry. Uh, I'm still where my dad and I used to live together um, in, Redond- in, in Redondo Beach. Um, it's, it's still in the Los Angeles area. And within the next couple of weeks, I know by July 3rd, uh, July, pardon me, September 30th is my last kind of day that I can be here. And um, yeah, I'm kind of just sorting through my dad's belongings, my belongings. And I had to empty out his whole storage unit because Nobody wanted to pay for it, and um, it's just been a whole lot of mess. So, you know, just trying to get my life together. I've been going to job interviews, and, um, you know, within the time limit I have, I'm facing to try to get stable. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, we we definitely appreciate you contacting us, and we're really glad that I know that Jarrett, you responded and gave her some resources, and uh, you know, we hope that this pasta pass will help you. At least you won't. I mean, there's so much that you have to worry about right now. You have to worry about going through your dad's things. You have to worry about your next place to live. You have to worry about going on, to, on job interviews. So at least to, to give you one less thing to worry about to get to to be able to go somewhere, you know, and have a, a decent good meal is at least we're happy to at least give that to you. Absolutely, I'm. I'm eternally grateful. I mean, I'm. I, I don't know what to say. Really, it's very kind and helpful. And beyond that, just your guys' willingness to hear me out and listen, because so many big other places and people didn't even bother to reply to me. And especially because I just turned 25, and a lot of the youth programs, 24 is the cutoff age. So uh, that kind of messed me up too, unfortunately. <laughs> Well, Christine, we hope we hope to meet you. Um, the pasta pass will come in the mail, uh, I guess, in a couple of weeks. So yeah, yeah. It does. We'll, we'll, we'd love to have you come in and be able to present it to you and have you on the show, okay? Oh, that's very wonderful and kind of you. Thank you, and it, it's been wonderful speaking with you, and I really appreciate it. It's yeah, and if, if you have any problems getting up here, you let us know, and we'll, t- we'll make sure that you can get here, okay? Whether we're calling Thank you a car you. or we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way to help you up here if you're having problems. Oh, you're very kind. I'm humble enough to walk if I have to. <laughs> oh, that's you. You won't have to walk. We appreciate you, especially if you're wearing heels. Please don't do that. <laughs> Christine, thank you for being here. We really appreciate you being willing to share your story with us, and I'm personally grateful we were able to help you out so much. Um, Christine also has a GoFundMe account right now. I just tweeted out the link to it, so you can go and give uh, to help her out, and we'll see her here in studio very soon. When we come back. We've got a happy ending. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared Alley on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new channel Q. All right. And just like that, we have run out of time on Drop the Subject. Allie Johnson, Jared Hill, we must be off, but... Not without finishing a little bit of business. The winner of the gayest news headline of the week. Uh, the voting was fierce over the weekend, and then we will get to our happy endings. Uh, the nominees, just to remind you, were as follows. Now, you could vote all yesterday into the entire throughout the entire show today. This is, again, on Instagram Story. If you are not following us, please contribute. Your, you know, you can't be upset with the results if you don't vote. It's very important to vote, so... Follow us at DTS Show if you're not already. Here were this week's nominees. Headline number one. Florida Zoo to get man-sized otters and venomous snakes. Headline number two. Dick Sweat is all over Joe Biden's presidential candidacy. Come on, if it's not this one, what are you doing with your life? (laughs) Headline number three. The death of Dick Long trailer. Things go south in this twisted tale. (laughs) And then finally, headline number four. Sheep damages historical Offadike monument. Uh, You just like the word dyke. I do, but not as... I mean, I like it. Apparently other people don't because Uh that one received zero votes. Wow. But maybe it's just because the others in the competition were fierce. The winner this week, and I'm very surprised about this... Over Dick Sweat is all over Joe Biden's presidential candidacy is the winner, the number three, the death of Dick Long trailer. Things go south in this twisted tale. Congratulations. Okay. All right. Well, congratulations to whoever the other did that wrote that headline. Yes. <laughs> 
they were like, this is for me too. Okay, let's get into our happy, happy endings now because the world can seem like a bit of a sad place and it's important that we focus on the good things every once in a while. Does anyone want to go first? What is your happy ending today, Jarrett? Um, so... My happy ending comes from uh, our conversation with the log cabin Republicans. Sure, the log cabin Republicans are endorsing Donald Trump for president in 2020, but should we be shocked that a bunch of Republican gays are hyped about a rich white man with a fat ass? <laughs> actually, they I bet wrote, they can't wait to get him in I, that log cabin. I actually wrote a rich white, a, a, a fat, no. I wrote. <laughs> a should fat we be one. should we be hyped that about? I'm really killing this. <laughs> I said, should we be shocked that a bunch of gays are hyped about a rich white man that's a fat ass? Oh, oh no, really? that changes yeah, everything. You know. Okay, well, thank you for that. I liked the first, and I liked the corrected. You're welcome. As well. uh, my happy ending is that sure, the TSA can be a horrible experience, and usually when I go through, they say you have to get rid of that water, but at least they're not saying you ugly. <laughs> that story That's a plus. is freaking crazy. Uh, Ginger Justin, do you have a happy ending? My happy ending is Yas makes everything better, even this happy ending. Yas, 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 Yas. Point taken. That point. is an astute point, sir. Oh, gosh. I guess that's a show, Allie. That's a show. That's a show. We thank you all for joining us. We've got a whole lot more coming up tomorrow right here on Drop the Subject. But coming up in uh, just a little bit, you've got... Uh, you've got Shira go and then. Ryan with uh-huh. Let's Go There. And coming up later on this evening, you've got Dr. Chris is back for Loveline. So all that's coming up next on Channel Q. Don't go anywhere. On the, ne- on the next, drop the subject. On the next show, for Just the Tip Tuesday, we'll go over the top ways to break a bad habit. Things like smoking. Cracking your knuckles. Crack. Just saying. Bad habit, for sure. Leaving the lights on. Biting your nails. Leaving the seat up. Wait, I guess that doesn't really happen at your house. Yes, it does. Wait, what? It is Just the Tip Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.